You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you tuned in today. So in today's episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you about sharing the gospel of Jesus. I I want to give you a a little bit of a framework for sharing the gospel, Uh, sort of a a method or a nugget, the core of a gospel conversation that you might have with somebody who needs to know about Christ. And I love this simple idea that I'm going to present today just because it it came out of Carterville. I mean, this is something that we put together for uh, our new member orientation, something that we share with people who are coming to Carterville to to join our church family. And as far as I know, uh, this is something that we developed together from the scripture. So it centers around, you know, four words, uh, creation, corruption, Christ, and new creation. So creation, corruption, Christ, and new creation. Well, here's a big idea. Church family, there's lots of ways to share the gospel. And honestly, I think there's no better way to share the gospel than just in a spirit-led conversation with somebody that oftentimes starts with your testimony, the story of how you found hope in Jesus. But sometimes that will lead to the opportunity to present the gospel of Christ, and there are a thousand ways to do that. I love to do that with specific verses of the Bible. Uh, many of you were trained to share the Roman road to salvation, or some of us have learned the four spiritual laws. More recently, the three circles or any number of other presentations that you know sort of become a, a core, not necessarily a canned speech or a memorized presentation, but a core way to understand the gospel and share it coherently with somebody. Well, this one, Creation, Corruption, Christ, and New Creation, we developed um, for a specific reason. I realized some time ago that when when you're sharing the gospel with people that don't have a biblical worldview at all, which is pretty common these days, they're starting from a framework where they're not even sure if they believe in God. They're certainly not troubled by their sins. They're probably troubled by sin in general or other people's sins if they stop to think about it. But they're really not troubled by their sins. They have not spent a whole lot of time worried about their eternal salvation, their destiny in the afterlife. And a lot of the gospel presentations that I learned when I was younger, they really focus on that. I mean, it would, you know, they start something like, you know, if you died today, do you know that you'd be with God in heaven? And, you know, this imaginary dialogue partner uh, from our age might look back and go, man, I don't know. I've never thought about it. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Or if I said, man, you've been separated from God by your sins, and I know you'd like to have peace with God. And they may even say to me, are you serious? I, I, don't, I don't know if there is a God. I certainly don't feel uh, a need to be connected to Him. I think deep down they do, but they might not even be aware of it. And if I'm talking to them about heaven or hell, I mean, a lot of them are going to look and say, I don't believe in hell. And I would say, but in the Bible. And they would say, I don't believe the Bible. So I'm scratching my head here. And this is what the Lord has given us as a good way to share the big picture, a biblically-based concept of the gospel that I think works for some people today. Let's talk about creation, corruption, Christ, and new creation. The big idea for this gospel conversation would be that Jesus came not only to forgive my sins and to save me from hell, to bring me to heaven, but also to create a new creation, to make me a new creation, and to make the heavens and the earth brand new. So here's how I would start it. 
I would say something about creation. You know, so basically my belief is that God created everything, that the world that we love is beautiful. It's really good. It's also broken, but there's so many good things in the world. And I think they all came from God and we should give him thanks for them. God made a world where we have sunrises and sunsets. We have remarkable different life of all scales, huge things, small things. But what grieves my heart is the corruption, the brokenness of the world, the the story that I follow is that humans chose to disobey God. We, we, we started to govern the world in ways that were not in keeping with what God created, with what God wanted, with God's own character. We, we, we started to hate each other, to, to murder, to rape each other. We, we, we brought racism and we brought greed and anger and, and so many sins into the world until now the world is a place that's really marked by a lot of brokenness and pain, a lot of addiction and struggle and anger and hate and harm. And it grieves me. It grieves me to watch natural disasters. It grieves me to watch children dying from leukemia. It grieves me to hear about uh, sex trafficking and child soldiers and so much of the brokenness in the world. And I long for something better. And the reality is that that's the story of Scripture, is that Christ came to bring us something better. The world is under a curse of our own making. It's corrupted by sin and by being in a state of brokenness. But Jesus came. God chose to come to us himself so that he could show us a better way. And he lived a life that is a model for us, but then he died a death that would cleanse us from our sins and make us new creation. And I think ultimately that's where we're going. God is creating a family of sons and daughters whose sins have been forgiven who've been redeemed and adopted into his family. And God's sons and daughters become new creation. And even in the middle of broken creation, we're beacons of hope. We're working now to live under the rules of the new creation that we long for, to eradicate injustice and hate and racism and anger and greed, to live differently than that. And my, my ultimate hope is fixed that Jesus will govern us in a new heaven and a new earth that that when he comes back, he makes all things new and we get to live together without hating each other, without jealousy, without all the sins that have broken the world. And that is really good news to me, that in the end, because of Jesus, God wins over all the forces of evil and destruction and hate and sin and harm. And I don't have to spend an eternity in hell away from God, but I get to live in a new heaven and a new earth with God, the way God designed it. That's kind of, I guess, the blueprint for the gospel conversation that I envision when we talk about creation and corruption and Christ and new creation. I would spend more time talking about Jesus, about who He was, about how He came to save us, about how His life and His death became an example and a sacrifice that would redeem us. But I think those four words, creation, corruption, Christ, and new creation— they're pretty memorable because of the seas, but they also create an outline that's really, really biblical that moves from Genesis to Revelation, if you want to, that shows you how Christ in the center came to create something that is so much bigger 
than just me or just you. It's not the only way to share the gospel. And all the ways that I've ever learned to share the gospel have merit and are valuable in their own way. But I kind of like this one, partially because it came out of Carterville, but also because it's so beautiful and biblical. So I just want to pass it on to you. Now, here's my challenge. So we're moving towards Easter. We are in the middle of the season of Lent, the 40 days of preparation for Easter. And you know, some people spend this season fasting to focus. And I think that's great. I think maybe many of you are. Maybe you're fasting from technology or social media or something that's been distracting you. But you know, maybe one of the things we should do as we prepare for Easter is not just stop doing distracting things, but maybe we should add some helpful focusing things. For example, maybe we should ask God for the opportunity to share the gospel during this Lent season with somebody, that we'd have the opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus Christ and the hope that we have in Jesus, that we might lead somebody to salvation and baptism and watch them walk with Christ as we bring them into our circle of friends and family. I can't think of any better way to celebrate the season leading up to the resurrection, than to try to tell somebody about Jesus. So why don't we begin praying for that opportunity? And if you want to use this method of gospel conversations, you can. If you want to talk about creation, corruption, Christ, a new creation, or maybe you start with your testimony and share the hope of Jesus through your personal story. But whatever you do, I just want to encourage you, look for opportunities to share the gospel as we get ready to celebrate the hope of the resurrection. 